Boom! Can you make some noise in this place tonight? Oh, come on, come on, come on. How are we feeling tonight? 508, make some noise! Come on, before you take a seat, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm so glad you're here. Turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you're looking real good tonight. Come on, y'all grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. Man, oh man, that worship was amazing. That worship was amazing. I want to take just a, a moment of the 37 minutes that I have to honor the, uh, the, the leaders of this house. Uh, is Pastor Derek in the, is PD here? He, is he somewhere? If he's not, FaceTime him because I need him to know that I love that man. Come on, all, all the thousand pounds of muscle that's on him. Come on. Can we honor the, the, the father and the mother of this house, Pastor Stacy and Pastor Derek Fry, the best in the business. We love them. Come on, making a wave. A generation of young people are able to move forward because leaders like you, and we are grateful for that. Come on, are you grateful for Pastor Devin and Natalia Fry? Can we love on them for a moment? They are the best. Come on, stand up on your feet and show some love. He is the best. He is the best. One of my best friends in the entire universe is this guy right here. He is genuine. He is true. And he is a man of God, and I'm grateful for him and his wife. Sit down, sit down, sit down. I did not come alone. My wife of four wonderful years is here, almost tripped. Mrs. Alini Lima is in the house. Come on, can you show some love for the missus, for the first lady, for the goat, for the beauty, Miss Universe herself, Miss Alini Lima. Come on, grab a seat. <laughs> man, I'm grateful, grateful to be here. What a great church. What a great God. Come on, we had Pastor Josh Teneo leading us in worship tonight. Wasn't that beautiful? Come on, make some noise for Pastor Josh Teneo. <laughs> we love you, and we love your voice. Um, we're grateful. Come on, God is just good. We get to be here, y'all. This is crazy. Come on, we get to be here. We get to have fun in the house of God. We get to shout. We get to scream. We get to make noise. We get to worship. We get free Chick-fil-A. Come on, anybody's grateful for all these things? Come on, God is, just, God is just so good, and God got a word for you, and I hope that you're ready for a word. Look, I don't, I don't preach light, and so I don't need a light response. Come on. We know that when God comes forth with his word, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. And so we know that when God's word goes forth, it needs to be responded to. And so if I get sweaty and hot and bothered up here, I need you to get sweaty and hot and bothered in your seat. I need you to get up. I need you to look stupid. I need you to, I need you to do whatever you got to do to respond to this word. I didn't come alone. I got some love from the city here in the house. Can we make some noise for the city? I'm the pastor. Got some city back there. Uh, some city up here. I got, uh, so we, uh, my wife and I pastor at this church called Ambassadors in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and we lead this thing called The City, and God's doing great things. But man, I'm so grateful to be here tonight. And my expectation all week long, and since I found out that I was speaking Saturday night, is just all the way through the roof. Just knowing that when God does something in the room, man, like people's lives can't not be changed by it. Right? That's just, the way, that's just the way God's word is. And so I got a word for you. Uh, can you throw up my verse over there? The, the verse is going to show up on the screen. I got, so I took the theological liberty to cut out a bunch of the complicated words out of this verse. And I made my own little version of this. So you're going to read a really complex version on the screen. And I'm going to give you the Shane International version right up in here. Because I cut out all the words that I didn't like. Uh, but it's still true. And, and it, it just took the liberty to do that. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Verses 6 through 8. I'm excited. Are you excited? All right, word. Let's get it. It says this. The Lord our God said to us, 
You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country. Go to all the neighboring people in the mountains and the hills, to the land of the Canaanites, as far as the great river. Check this. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of it. The Lord swore it to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to your descendants after them. The word of the Lord. Can we pray tonight? Bow your heads. Let's talk to Jesus. Father, thank you for how good you are. Father, the atmosphere in this room is electric. God, we feel it, Lord. It's not a vibe. Lord, it's the presence of God. Lord, it's not just an energy. Lord, I believe the power of the Holy Spirit is in this room, God. He is moving. He is working. He is speaking. God, I pray for freedom of speech and expression to make this word known, God. Father, God, use me beyond my own capacity to deliver a word that's going to transform hearts, God. I pray, Lord, in the same measure that it's given, that we would respond to it and be transformed by it. We ask it all in the name of Jesus. And everybody said. Everybody got their own preferential preferred gas stations. We got the shell people. Where's the shell people at the house? These are the rich people. These are your tithers. Come on, these are the ones that these are the ones that are willing to pay a little bit more for that golden gasoline. These are the, the rich people. These are the people that like, come on, they like fancy things. These are the bougie people. These are the people that are willing to pay a little bit extra to get the same product. Come on, raise your hand again. If there's anybody single, come on, go ahead and look, look, look around. If they're raising their hand for Shell, they got, they got money. They're going to pay for the first date. Okay. Um, then we got the Speedway people. The Speedway people are the low-key Hess people, really. I don't know who was around for Hess. How many of y'all remember Hess? Come on. Hess trucks back, and it's better than ever. And, and so Speedway, Speedway, it's weird, because you will fill up, and that gas will be gone by tomorrow, because half of that joint was water, and you know it, but you just want your gas tank full, and so you pump it up, and you know it's water. You know it ain't going to take you nowhere, but you, you stick with it. Then we got the club people. These are the people that stop at, uh, stop and sh they shop at Stop and Shop, or they shop at BJ's, or, uh, and so if they go to BJ's, they go to the BJ's gas, and if they go to Stop and Shop, they get Stop and Shop gas. How many of y'all are here that do that? Come on, there's none of us. I figured, uh, no, there's some of us, okay? My dad does. My dad's a BJ's guy. He lives for BJ's. BJ's points. He gets BJ's gas. He swears he's balling, and, and so this, that, all that's happening at BJ's. Then we got the people, and I think these are the people in the room tonight, that you're just praying for whatever darn gas station shows up for in the moment that you need some gasoline. You don't care if it's Petro Plus. You don't care if it's ghetto gasoline. All you care is that that thing is gas. Come on. Is there anybody in the house? prophesying over your gas tank, just praying for increase, believing that God is going to raise that needle in the name of the Lord. Come on, declare in Ezekiel 36, valley of dry bones, come back to life in the name of the Lord. Come on, is there anybody here? Come on. Is there anybody here that just knows their car? You know that that thing's on E. That thing's been on E all week. But you're just believing that God's going to continue to provide until Friday comes and that paycheck drops. Come on, is anybody there? Come on now, that's a word. Their word of knowledge over your gas tank and calling the elders. Come on. And then there's the, then there's the Cumberland Farms people. <sighs> Cumberland Farms is what's up. But Cumberland Farms glowed up, y'all. Cumberland Farms glowed up. This is the Cumberland Farms that I grew up going to. Come on. <laughs> 
Any of y'all remember this, Cumberland Farms? Come on, Ratchet, this is what you remember, right? This is the, the ugly, cramped ice in the front. Come on. This is the, 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 the one you grew up going to. It smells like old mops. That's what it smells like up in there. Come on, any of y'all remember old mop smell? That's what that Cumberland Farms smells like. But this place has glowed up. I'm a Cumberland Farms guy because I like 10 cents off every gallon. Come on, anybody trying to save money to pay toward that student loan? Okay, just me. And so, 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 but, but Cumberland Farms has changed. Put up Cumberland Farms now. Look at what Cumberland Farms looks like. Up. Great. They have aged like nobody in the entire universe has aged. They are beautiful, y'all. Come on, can we agree? Cumberland Farms now is beautiful. Come on, from ratchet to riches. Can we agree now that, that, that Cumberland Farms glowed up? Put up the old photo. Come on, this was you before Jesus. This is you after Jesus. Put up the old one. This was you before that girl came into your life, fellas. And then this was you after she cleaned you up. Come on, put, this was Shane Lima before Alini. This is Shane Lima tonight. This was you without a lineup, boys. This is you with a lineup in a fade. Come on now. Girls, go back to the old. This was you, you, you girls. Come on, come on. Wearing baby fat back in 2000-something. This was y'all rocking baby fat. And this is you today, girls, all glowed up. Come on now. Put back the old one. Girls, this was you guys with the little butterflies over here. This was y'all tying the shoestring around your head until you got a migraine. Some of y'all held down your bangs with shoes. Does anybody remember that? Nobody remembers that? Was that not a Nashland thing? That was just a Pataki thing. All right. <laughs> Girls, this is y'all now. Come on. Go back to the other one. Come on. This, this, was, this was us just in the olden days. And now put up the new one. This is us now at 508. Come on. Put it up before. Come on. This was us. This was just our old self. This was just the old me. This was the old thing. This was me with a small mindset. This was me and my, my, my dead, dead in my trespasses, the Bible says. And now, this, come on, put up the new one. And this is the, that next level kind of self. This is that, that new being that's come about. Come on. My Bible says that if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. You could probably say that Cumberland Farms is going to the next level. Could, could, can you find... They're going to the next level. I got a Holy Spirit towel, and I mean that because it literally says Holy Spirit. <laughs> I have two of them. And there's these twin girls at our church. They're about 15. And I said in one sermon one time that when the Holy Spirit hits, grab your towel. So they gave me a towel with, the name, with Holy Spirit on it. Took it quite literally. And I just love this towel. So I'm going to use it tonight. And, and, and so this is the next level towel. And tonight I am double the Spirit, double the anointing, double the power. And we're just going to wave it over the crowd. And everyone's going to be healed in the name of the Lord. I'm just going to go like this. And... Uh, you could probably say Cumberland Farms is going to the next level. God told me to come to 508 and to talk about, again, going to the next level. In 2017, I preached a very similar sermon right from this very place. And two years later, God has given me the same mandate. Talk to them about the abundant living that I have promised to them. 
Because here's the fact, some of us are settling for Old Cumberland Farms when God has a much greater vision for our life. So, so I ch check this, I went to their website, I went to cumberlandfarms.com and I tried to find out what is going on with their vision. What's going on with their leadership? Because something's changed. So their website says this. Check this. I can't make this up. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make this up. This is cumberlandfarms.com. All right? Check this. Holy Spirit speaking through their website. <laughs> new leadership. New mission. New vision. New store changes. New products. New headquarters. New logo. There are so many exciting things happening at Cumberland Farms today, every one of them designed to make your everyday on-the-go life that much better. Wow. Check this. We won't stop until all of our 600 stores are converted. Is it just me or is the Lord speaking through CumberlandFarms.com? Just me? Come on, I... I I caught the spirit reading their website. <laughs> we won't stop until all 600 stores are You could say that Cumberland Farms is going to the next level, but going to the next level is a mindset, church. It's a mindset. It doesn't start with what you have. It starts with the vision that you know God gave you for what you're going to have. Put up the old photo of the old thing. Put up the old photo of the old store. This is what they're starting with, guys. This is what we're starting with tonight. Ratchet. Crusty, rusty ratchet. And, and when you, when you, no, he did not. Oh, yes, I did. And when, and, and, when you, and when God is calling you to the next level, you know, and when we respond to a sermon just like this one, a lot of times we're expecting an overnight transformation, put up the new one, to look like that. But a lot of times for years, the old store still continues, but we know that the vision is still on the inside of us. And so what God is... Preach, Pastor. I'm going to preach. Come on. This, 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 is what, this is what happens is that we get impatient with the process of going to the next level. Put up the old store. Come on. It doesn't matter if your store looks like this. Put up the new store. It matters that the vision of God for your life is like this. Right? Put up the old one. This was me at 12. I got big ears now. I had bigger ears then. I had braces, headgear, elastics, pimples, the whole night. Come on. Any headgear people in the house? Come on, me and you, y'all. Come on. There you go. Now, now we glowed up, but then it was rough. And uh, this was me. This was me then. And I'm not saying, like, I'm, not, I'm no Devin Fry, but, but, but man, because this is a good-looking man. Or Josh and Hale. Uh, but, but I know that there's a vision, and I'm not talking looks here. I'm talking destiny. So let's not get superficial or offended. Because maybe I was an insecure kid at 12. But in the eternal picture of my life, put up the new one. There was this, the new one. Putting up the old one reminded me of my old self. <laughs> I rebuke all of you in the back. Don't get, don't get discouraged when your life still looks like the old. When you know God has called you to the new. Man, I remember when I was 17 and I got the call of God on my life. 
And I, and I, and I man, still insecure. Still, I'm still insecure now at 30. I'm over here talking like I mastered this thing. I, and, and depressed at age 12, depressed at age 21, going through the run of, of pastor's kid, grew up in this thing, didn't know if I believed in God anymore, trying to sort out through life. And man, all of me felt like that old store. But somehow I knew that God gave me a vision, that God gave me a calling, that, that somehow, somehow that there was a purpose on my life that transcended my own ability to see it. And so, so church, I need, God really gave me a mandate tonight to remind you of the vision that God has for your life. Even when what you see does not match the vision. Are you understanding what I'm saying so far? Are you, are you catching this, man? And so, so, so what's going on? So there's this Cumberland Farms next to my house. This is my go-to Cumberland Farms. And it's an old, ratchet, crusty, rusty Cumberland Farms. And, uh, and the time came for them to do their, for them to do their, their remodel. And so this is going to be great, right? They're doing a remodel. It's awesome. It's going to be a brand new store or whatnot. But what I noticed was that there was a storefront two doors down that was closed down. That was a bigger plot of land. And so usually what I've seen happen is that when a Cumberland Farms is going to get remodeled, they'll close the store and remodel that store on that plot of land. But what I noticed was happening in this, in this situation was that instead of remodeling their present store, they decided to buy a larger plot of land two doors down because their vision for a new store could not fit upon the old plot of land. Cumberland Farms anointed. I don't know what it is about that store, but the Spirit of God is on Cumberland Farms. And so the Lord dropped revelation as I drove by that store that sometimes where you are is too cramped for who God called you to be. But check this. Check this out. Because, yeah, I got to sit down for this one because this one's going to get raw. Because, check this, as soon as I start saying sometimes where you are is too cramped for who God has called you to be, some people think then I got to move churches because my church is too cramped for who God called me to be. We want to move churches, but meanwhile, check this, all right? All right. What if the thing that's cramping you is not your church, but your sexual habits? Oh, no, it's the church's problem. Now, I need to move churches. But meanwhile, we're cramping our life. Release again. <laughs> what if what if that relationship you're in is the thing that's cramping you? And now we got to think. Now I got to find a new church. No, you got to find you got to find yourself. It's not not a church that you got to find. It's you got to find yourself. You're over here compromising, having premarital sex with whoever on your twin bed, knowing that God has a king for you. Let's burn this church to the ground. Hey! No. <laughs> no, but I got to move churches. 
Come on. <laughs> God got a queen for you, fellas. Compromising on your twin. But king beds are expensive. King sheets are expensive. Twin sheets aren't. There's a whole word in these sheets. Come on. Now, I need a new church. But our finances are a hot mess. We haven't tithed in God knows how long. You haven't invested in the church. Why should you switch churches? Right? My gosh. No work ethic, but it's the church I need to switch. Did you know that the church is the church is the church is the church is the church? That no matter where you go to, it's the bride of Christ, wherever you go. And I don't care if it's Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Assembly of God, non-denom, Nazarene, Baptist, Pentecostal. Come on, where's my Pentecostals? Doesn't matter where you go. There's just different stripes of the same church. Yep, there's quiet, but it's the same bride. Yep, there's, 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 there's people running around some churches, but it's the same bride. There's some people with flags, same bride. There's some people with potlucks after every service, same bride. There's some people, they never cracked open a piece of bread for nobody, same bride. Same bride. Did you know that wherever you go, it's still going to be the same you at the same bride? What if instead of analyzing what church you should hop to, you should analyze what is God trying to move out of me before I move to somewhere else? Right? I will never forget that king bed line. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm just sitting in that moment because I never want to forget it. Um, I only have 15 minutes. Goodness gracious, what in the world? Um, but Deuteronomy chapter 1, which is my verse for tonight. I know, we've been talking for like 25 minutes. But God has given the wor a word to his people because they had come out of Egypt. to They were going to go to the promised land. In the in-between, there was this long waiting period. And God gave a word to Moses saying, Moses, you've stayed at this mountain, Mount Sinai, long enough. It's time for you to take possession of the land that I promised to you. You know, I think that there's such a thing as overstaying in a place. There's such a thing as overstaying. And uh, again, I'm not talking about your church. I'm talking about that breakup. There's such a thing as overstaying in that breakup. Come on, if we're going to go to the next level, we have to learn the beauty of letting go of what's happened. Right? Oh, my gosh. We cannot respond to any more altar calls about that breakup. We can't. We can't because God's done healed it, but we're still talking about it. Come on now. Go to any Christian. Release. That's the word of the night. If there's any Christian bookstore, you will find let go and let God. And that thing is mad corny, but it's so true. Let that thing go. Come on, Christian bookstores with frogs on it saying fully rely on God. Corny, but fully rely on God. Come on, let go, let God. Do all the little Christian phrases, but let go. There is such a thing as overstaying. Man, I worry about Christians that are still talking about the same thing that they were talking about 10 years ago at the same altar. Hold on, is God that slow? 
that he has not healed that which we have already surrendered to him? Are we still crying? Come on, there is a time to cry, but my Bible tells me there is a time to dance, and there's a time to laugh, and there's a time to rejoice, and there's a time to be glad, and there's a time to get over it, and there's a time to move on, and there's a time for us to receive that which God has for us. Come on, man, like there's such a thing as overstaying. And sometimes we even overstay in good things. We're still celebrating the spiritual victories of 2008, not knowing that God has something new for you tonight. Sometimes this looks like, nah, Revival Nights was great, but I love 2017 way better. That's a false mindset. That's deceptive. Because God leads us from glory to glory. Some of us are so hung up on what God did that we're missing what God is doing. Right? Oh, the glory days. The glory days. The glory days are now. The good old days. The good days are now. Oh, nah, back when we used to do that song and they had that dude and that. Nah, nah, the vibe was different. Good vibes only back then. Nah, great vibes now. Don't, bring, don't come over here with that kind of stuff. Come on now. Do you feel me on this? Sometimes we've overstayed. We've, have you ever had those guests at your house? They just overstay. Come on, they come, they never leave. Anytime I go over Devin and Natalia's house, we order pizza from this place called Bill's, and we, we sit, and you all know Bill's? Bill's is great, and we sit, we sit on their couch, and at some point I look at the clock, and I'm like, Devin and Natalia, you must hate us because we have not yet gone home. And they have kids, we don't have kids, and so we don't have that kind of responsibility, but they do, they have like bedtimes and, and food times, and we just, we just have any time, you know what I mean? And, and, and so we go over to their house, and we're like, is it time to leave? And they're like, no, stay some more. And I'm like, are you sure? Should, should we leave now? And I'm like, we should probably get going once we are. And, and, and Devin's like, no, stop that. You just stay there. We have everybody come through all the time. I'm like, no, I don't want to overstay my welcome. Sometimes we overstay in things that God has called us out of. And we're still like, should I stay? No, you shouldn't. No, but I've been with them since 2013. Six years, baby girl. No, you got to move. They're doing you no good. Right? Overstaying. Overstaying. And when you overstay, you're missing out on what you could be doing. Check that. Right? Come on now. And, and so, so I want you to, I want you to get, get this idea is that God has saved us from something for something. God never leads us from somewhere to nowhere. And God is saying to the people of Israel, he's saying, you, I called you out of Egypt to the promised land. Yes, there is a time of waiting, but I did not call you to stay at Sinai, the place of encounter, the place where they saw the fire of God descend on that mountain. Yes, it was awesome. Yes, it was great. But I didn't save you for just Sinai. I saved you for the promised land. I didn't save you for just this emotional moment. I didn't just save you for that altar call. I saved you for a purposeful, fulfilled life. And sometimes our generation is so caught up in the moment of the high with God, that moment of encounter, that I might as well just stay here. But we're failing to remember that God always saves us from something for something. That's how you know if it's God's will. Sometimes it's like, is this God's will? Well, is he taking you from something to something? Then I would, yeah, maybe God's in that. So from something to nothing? I don't think God's in it. God does not leave people just hanging. Oh, but they were waiting 40 years in the wilderness. Yeah, because there was disobedience all over them. Right? If they had just heard, heeded, head, whatever the word is, heeded the voice of God, heard, listened to the voice of God. They could have gotten from Egypt to promised land way faster. Maybe the reason you're lost, confused, stuck, overstaying, that you haven't listened to any instruction for a long time. 
Because some of us are just waiting to hear what we want to hear. And unless it's what we want to hear, we don't hear it. Have you ever had those people that ask for advice, but they'll only accept advice that goes along with the advice that they wanted to listen to? So I do this to my wife all the time. I'm like, hey, wife, hey, sweetheart. I call her sweetheart. I say, sweetheart, does this, does this shirt look okay? Do I look fat in this shirt? Because I put on mad pounds since we got married. I'm like, girl, this is your fault because you know, you're, you're over here cooking, and I'm over here eating, and we have a problem here. And she's like, yeah, I wouldn't wear that. And I get offended by the fact that she is telling me the truth of what I, of what I, I asked. Crazy. What's going on over here in the front row? They're having a sidebar conversation. What is it? Then don't ask. Right, exactly. That, that's what my wife is saying, and that's what I want to say to you. Because if you are asking, that means you are opening yourself to, I don't even know how I'm on this point, but it's for somebody in the room who has not been hearing advice. Hold on now. You got wise pastors. Devin has advice, man. The dude gives counsel. Right? The guy has wisdom beyond his age. Oh, no, nah, but I, nah, I don't like what Dev said. Let me go see what Pastor Shane has to say. No, no, I'm going to say go back to what Devin said. Because sometimes the best advice is the advice that hurts. It's the one that calls you out of your comfort. He saved you from something for something. This is nothing. No, number three, they're trying to put up my point number three here on the screen. Uh, know what's yours. Know what's yours. Because check this. Deuteronomy chapter one, he's saying, I promised this land to your forefathers. And because I promised it to them, it belongs to you. I think one of the things that's lacking in our generation is that we don't know what rightfully belongs to us in Christ. And so we're kind of dilly-dallying over here in the wilderness not knowing. But meanwhile, we haven't bothered to check the word of God for what belongs to us. And so we're just kind of like, oh, what's next? Well, what's next is what's in the word. Oh, no, I need a podcast. I need a blog. I need a, I'm going to go re-blog, re-share Michael Todd for all my days. No, get into the word for yourself. I, check this. I worry about young people that know more about what Michael Todd said than what God said. Can we take this live stream off of the internet? I need to take this live stream off because I don't want nobody offended. Was that too raw? Am I okay? Okay, great. I worry. I worry when we can quote preachers more than we can quote the word. I worry. Right? We know what the latest and greatest preacher said, but we have ignored for all of our life what God has said. Oh, that was such a good word. But what about what God has already spoken over your life? Oh, no, that was a great blog. But what about the timeless truth of the Bible that has always been there? Oh, that book was good. That podcast was good. But the Spirit of God is speaking, and we've ignored it this whole time. Is this word meaning anything to anybody in this amen corner? I need you to support this word. Are you catching this? Yes, you are, because God is speaking to you right now. You need to know what's yours. When I spotted my, man, when I met my wife, I met my wife in the smallest church in America. The church was literally, literally smaller than this platform. Like, not even this platform. Like, we walk in, like, this was the church right here. This, this little part that I'm on right here. I think I said this two years ago when I was here. I'm going to say it again. You walk in, toilet's here, pulpit's here, worship team is right here, altar's right here. The three seats are right here. And so, when I walked in and I saw her beautiful face, there's no way to get it wrong, because there was no one else there and you just walk in you walk in and it was her and I'm like that girl's gonna be my wife and I, and I told her that shortly thereafter and she did not believe me <sighs> note to self chill um, you don't need to voice everything that you know God has promised you 
That's a whole word on its own. Can we have Revival Night Part 3 tomorrow night? Come on, back here at 8 p.m. Just get ready for work on Monday. And, and so I spot her. I'm like, that girl, man, I think she's my wife. No, not I think. I know she's my wife. That's the enemy trying to give you doubts. And <laughs> Half of this stuff is so stupid. I hope I get invited back. And Right? I love you, too. And uh, I'm almost done. And, and like, I knew, I knew that she was for me. And, and again, she didn't believe it and she didn't know it. But, but now I've been married four years and this is, this is awesome. But, you know, and I'm not talking about singlehood or, or, or marriedhood and all that besthood. I'm talking about the fact that I'm talking about your destiny. I want you to know that what God has for you is for you. What God has for you is for you, and you need to know what's yours. Come on, joy belongs to me. Come on, peace belongs to me. A sound mind in a world of anxiety belongs to me, church. Come on, healing in a world of chaos belongs to me. The Holy Spirit of the living God in a world filled with so many confusions, the, the Spirit of God belongs to me because he lives on the inside of me. Come on, all of God's promises for me are for me in Christ Jesus. Come on, I need somebody in this house to believe that what God has for them is for them. Can you give God a shout of praise if you believe it? What's for you is for you is for you is for you is for you. Which means I don't got to worry about what God is doing in the life of my neighbor. Some of y'all need to unfollow the accounts that all you do is covet and envy what they have. The best thing you can do is unfollow. Come on, sometimes pastors got to unfollow other churches so they can focus on the flock that God gave them. So you're over here comparing your nine to five to them being in the Bahamas again. For the third week in a row. <laughs> Meanwhile, that's a mean, like, flat throwback Thursday. That thing's from five years ago. But you're over there thinking that they're sitting in the Bahamas again. They're not. They're sitting in their cubicle just like you, posting photos. Sometimes you got to unfollow people. Because they're holding back what God has for you. They're not holding it back. You're holding yourself back. It's not their fault. It's not their fault that you care. It's your fault. That you're paying so much mind. Come on, know what's for you. Know what's for you, but then take possession of it. Put up that next point. Take possession of it. Take it. Take it. Come on, you got to stand on what you know is yours. Come on, I want to I talk to the single people in the house for just a moment. Come on, single people in the house. Make some noise like you're excited about it. There is a lot to be excited about in singlehood. And you don't need to take possession of a boo in order to be completed and fulfilled. I'm not talking about taking possession of people. I'm talking about taking possession of your identity, of your personhood, of your worth, of your value. Oh, now I'm waiting for my, I'm waiting for my Boaz. I'm waiting for my, my, my Joshua. I'm waiting, for my, I'm waiting for my Paul. Come on, Paul was single. But the, 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 just... Right? Waiting for your Paul, not realizing that Paul himself wrote, if you're single, celebrate it. Is this a good word for anybody? Yes. I got two minutes and 48 seconds to get through three points. And so I need to tell you that I'm going I'm to wrap, wrap, wrap this up. Put, put the last point up is this. Is that this is about establishing a generational blessing. I'm not going to talk about 
generational curses more than I talk about generational blessings. Come on, if alcoholism is powerful, the promises of God are more powerful. If divorce is powerful, come on, I know that the promises of God over my family are more powerful. If addiction is powerful, I believe that God's call over my life is more powerful. And what I love about Deuteronomy chapter 1, he's saying, look, I promised it to your ancestors, and I'm promising it to you to take possession of it. And through your possession of it, you're going to bless all those who come after it. I believe that how we respond to the altar call tonight will affect the generation that comes 40 years from now. I am that crazy to believe that how we worship sprinkles into the people that come after us. This sermon that I'm preaching, I don't have children. There's no children in the womb. There's none conceived right now. But I do believe in eternity that this word is already shaping the life of the children that will come through my wife someday. I'm that crazy to believe that. Do you believe that? Come on, I believe that everything affects destiny and legacy. Revival nights matter because what we do is going to scatter into our legacy. If we sit idly by and wait to be entertained and wait for the moment where we get the Holy Ghost pimples on our arms and we're waiting for the moment where they sing our song so I can feel God, we're missing out on the greater thing that God is calling us to tonight. Get over your emotions and get to that next level. Check this out. The, web, the website of Cumberland Farms. Can I have keys to make this sound even better than it is? Check this. Was the website. <laughs> new leadership, new mission, new vision, new store design, new products, new headquarters, new logo. Josh, I swear you wrote this for a Here I Am conference. <laughs> there are so many exciting things happening at Cumberland Farms today. Every one of them designed to make your everyday on the go life that much easier. We won't stop until every one of our nearly 600 stores is converted. And then God dropped in my heart for the city, and I believe God dropped in my heart for 508, an edit to that paragraph for us here tonight. New leaders, fresh vision, same mission, new design, but same product. Same headquarters, the church, same logo, the timeless cross. There are so many exciting things happening in the church today. Every one of them designed to make our everyday life that much more fulfilled. We won't stop until everyone is reached. We won't stop. We won't stop. Can you put up the old Cumberland Farms? Can you put up the old Cumberland Farms up here for a minute? In the name of the Lord. That, that is what the enemy wants you to stay as. He wants you to go home exactly like you walked in. Content with old. He wants you to be okay with that hot mess relationship you're in. He wants you to be okay with those toxic relationships and friendships that you've been engaged in for so long. He wants you to be okay with financial ruin. He wants you to be okay with just attending church and never being transformed by the God of the church. He wants you to be content with what was in 40 years ago. But put up the new thing. This is the vision. And when we try to make ourselves look like that, 
we fail every time. But when we say, God, I, I, I see the vision you have for my life. God, I know what you spoke over me. And we worship our way through the waiting. This is called glorification, which after we die and go to heaven, this is ultimately what we look like. The total complete version of who we were always created to be. In this life, you're gonna fail and you're gonna fail a lot. But thank God that God gave us a way to get to this. And the way to get to that is not you just attending church and being religious and checking off all these boxes. The way to get to that vision is through God's only son, Jesus Christ. And tonight, we can, we have a lot going on here, amazing worship, preaching, pre-parties, after parties, party all the way through, but the thing that we point you to, the one we point you to above and beyond everything else is that timeless cross. Jesus Christ, the one who can set you free from that old self. On the other side of this decision, there's abundant life. On the other side of this decision, there's fulfillment and there's purpose. So tonight, I'm not pointing you to a religious way. I'm pointing you to a better way. And that way is the way of life and fulfillment and purpose and joy and peace and calling and completion and that anxiety that you've been battling with, come on, that gets taken care of too. And that depression you've been battling, that gets taken care of too. Because when God does it, he does it completely. Come on, is anybody grateful here tonight? That we don't have to be that old self, that in Christ we are a new creation. Come on, can you stand up all over this place? And I want you to give God a shout of praise. And I want you to begin to thank him and glorify his name. Come on, in your own way, in your own words, come begin to glorify him. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit. Before we leave here tonight, we do need to respond. Because we can't hear something and just leave. We have to respond to what we've heard. With every head bowed, every eye closed. Tonight, is there anyone here who you're saying, this is me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus for the first time or rededicate my life to Christ after a long time. Because maybe there's some of you, you grew up in this thing called church and you feel really far away from God. Tonight, this call is for you too. If that's you and you're saying, Shane, this messed with me. This word was for me. If you're feeling that right now, could you just slip up one hand? And by slipping up your hand, you're just saying, yes, this was, this was me. This was me. Come on, I see hands front to back. I see hands side to side. Come on, what I see right now is old Cumberland Farms being thrown out because new vision is coming through town. Come on. I see that right here. I see that right now. You can put those hands down. We're going to pray all together. And I'm going to ask everybody to lift up their voice in this prayer because we're not going to leave anybody hanging or put anybody on the spot. And the power of this moment is not necessarily in the words that we say, but it's in the power of the gospel that we believe in, Jesus Christ. Power of confession, repentance, turning from our sin and turning toward Christ. So I'm just going to ask that we pray a very simple prayer. And then we're going to make a second call. Could you just pray with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I confess my sin to you. I repent and turn to you. And I accept you as my personal Savior.
thank you, Jesus, that in you, I have a new life. In your name I pray, amen. Come on, can we praise God for that moment? That's worth celebrating. That's worth celebrating.